In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear faithful, the Catholic liturgy is very colorful. And today, in this fourth Sunday of Lent, it is the halfway point in the 40, day, 40 days of Lent. This day, the liturgical color is rose. Rose, which is a bright violet, in order to present a sense of joy at having reached the middle of Lent. The fourth Sunday of Lent is traditionally called Letare Sunday. That name is taken from the first words of today's introit from the prophet Isaiah. Letare Jerusalem, which means rejoice Jerusalem and come together all you who love her. Rejoice with joy, you who were in sadness, that you may exult and be filled from her consoling breast. If we are curious during Lent, and if you read a few verses later, this passage from the 60th chapter of Isaiah, God tells us, as a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you. In Jerusalem, you will find your comfort, you will see, and your heart shall exult. These words were given as a promise to those who were in exile in Babylon that they would return to God's holy city and both they and the city would have their sadness turned into joy as they received from the temples God's comfort and consolation. That command to rejoice and the reason for it constitutes an important promise of hope for us as we continue our Lenten journey in the state of the desert. And we could add our lifetime exile in this valley of tears. God wants us to know the end of the journey. He wants us to know the goal of our land. He wants us to grasp that he is with us to strengthen us and console us. Even those of us who are mourning, those of us who are sad over problems in the world, in the church, or within, God wants us to know that he desires to console us like a loving mother. Today's readings drive that point home. The first reading about Agar and Sarah. Beautiful story. Just a gentle reminder. Saint Paul uses this allegory, this example, to reinforce the main point 
of his, of his letter, which is about how Christians are saved by faith in God, not by the works of the Mosaic law. Therefore, we can be said to descend spiritually from Isaac, the son promised to Abraham, through whom God would make Abraham the father of many nations. So, a gentle reminder about that story. Remember, after God had made that promise to Abraham that he would conceive, that his wife would conceive a child, when Abraham was 75 and Sarah 71, he had them wait for 20 years for its fulfillment. Unfortunately, during these 25 years, Sarah lost hope and asked Abraham to use her servant, Agar, to conceive a child, which he did, and named him Ismael. But Ismael was a son of the flesh, as St. Paul calls it, a son of human work. God, however, eventually visited their home through three angels and fulfilled the promise he made 25 years ago. Sarah conceived and Isaac was born. Based on Sarah's long-awaiting joy, St. Paul is able to state that God says to each of us in the church, each of us are a miracle, a chosen one. In the Gospel, we continue pondering the deep roots of joy. St. George tells us the setting, the Jewish feast of Passover was near. Lent happens as the Passover draws near. As we prepare for, that, for what Jesus did during that, the new and eternal Passover on Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and Easter. Jesus, through the miracle of the multiplication of loaves and fish, wanted to give us a taste of the nourishment that comes from God and the comfort and consolation it brings. A large crowd was there because they had seen his miracles of curing the sick. So Jesus led them up a mountain, a symbol of the prophesied mountain of Jerusalem and fulfilled the prophecy that God, through Isaiah, earlier had said, so almost 900 years before Jesus' first coming, on this mountain, 
the Lord of hosts will provide for all peoples a feast of rich food and choice wines. On this mountain, he will destroy the veil that veils all peoples, the web that is woven over all nations. He will destroy death forever. The Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces. The reproach of his people he will remove from the whole world, from the whole earth. On that day it will be said, Behold, this is our God to whom we looked to save us. This is the Lord to whom we looked. Let us rejoice and be glad, and be glad that he has saved us. Almost 900 years before Isaiah wrote this, saw this. That prophecy would have three successive and more exalted fulfillments. The first, we just read, would be in the multiplication in the loaves and fish. The second would be what that miracle is pointed to, the celebration of the Holy Eucharist, and the miracle of the Eucharist would in, would it turn point to the eternal wedding banquet of heaven. The faithful Lent is a time in which God wants our cooperation to work a moral miracle sanctification in us. He asks us to consecrate our time to him in prayer. On a given way, for many of us, duties, responsibilities, parenting, may be such that all we may have are five minutes. But God can start, can start there. If we can give more, however, he would like us to give him more. Similarly, he wants us to be generous in our fasting, almsgiving, time, etc. What we can give and what we can give away may be a sacrifice that may seem ridiculous. That may seem, that might not seem all that great. But when given to the Lord with faith and true love, not calculated charity, as we see in the gospel, he can do incredible things. It is through the Eucharist that God comforts us as a mother comforts her baby. It is in the Eucharist that he prepares a rich feast. It is here where Jesus, who came into the world so that, so that his joy might be in us and our joy might be complete. It's from here where he gives us the courage and the generosity to offer our whole lives to him and his service so that the Lord, in feeding us now, may use us and all we have to feed 
the multitude. The offertory awaits. Let us put on the pattern. All we have. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.